how learning about work from home became something more. Next on Remote Space. Hello? Uh, yeah, right. I'm sending that over in an hour. The meeting today? Another one? Hold on one sec. Enough! (laughs) Working from home not as much fun as you imagined? Remote Space explores the tools and philosophies we use as we work more remotely. We'll talk to experts who have mastered remote work, those studying the shift in how we work, and those learning on the run. Here's your host, Doug Thomas. Adam Nair has over a decade experience in the tech industry in business development. Seeing the future of work meant being at home, Adam learned what he could to improve his own work and life. But instead of just consuming that knowledge, he started a free website, workfromhomeadvisor.com, to share those tips and advice. Adam, you've said that the workforhomeadvisor.com is was a nights and or is a nights and weekends project. I'm curious, were there previous night and weekend projects that you've done in the past, or were nights and weekends usually for other things? That's a good question. I I started workfromhomeadvisor.com at the beginning of COVID because I was experiencing work from home and I wanted to have a better experience for myself and to help other people have better experiences working from home too. I had previously spent time as the founder of a fintech company that taught kids how to earn and save money from home. And that also started as a nights and weekends project before it became a full-time job. So I definitely dabbled in entrepreneurialism and and trying to build things from the comforts of my home. Yeah. But this was a little different, as you said, because you're part of what you're trying to get after is as you're now this person doing a job working from home, correct? Yeah. So the, the nature of why I started workfromhomeadvisor.com was that I realized the world was changing at the beginning of COVID. And I actually started Work From Home Advisor before the lockdown started and people couldn't go into their offices. I had this belief, this North Star, if you will, that the future of work, at least in the short term, was going to change profoundly. And I started working from home as early as January. So roughly two months before many other people did And I started running into challenges. How could I have an ergonomic setup? How could I manage meetings, you know, well with my managers and and my colleagues to manage my career? How could I make sure that I maintained a healthy, well-balanced lifestyle when I was, you know, in my home all day? And because I faced these challenges, I recognized that other people would as well. That is why I built workfromhomeadvisor.com to serve as one place that could help people have better experiences with remote work. And I figured if it could help me, then it could help others. And that was the goal. So when did uh, you start working on it in January? When did you end up uh, launching it? I launched it almost immediately. I think, you know, from having the first idea to actually having a working website might've been a few days. I don't remember the exact amount of time, but certainly less than a week. And from there, started building and adding content and interacting with users. First, it started with just myself and, and a close-knit group of friends. Then it went to family. Then it went to colleagues. Uh, and then it sort of took on a life of its own. And uh, tens of thousands of people started to visit the site and get help with their own work-from-home setups. Wow. Well, let's get into some of the particulars on that. So I'm curious. There are several things you talked about. Uh, setup, physical health, mental health, 
how to work better from home. What was kind of the first things that you knew you needed help on and that you would start just looking for advice for yourself? And then, of course, that becomes the website. Yeah. So, you know, there's many different facets of working from home, as your question correctly calls out. And the thing that I needed most help with when I started was how to set up my home office. Right? I needed to work. Should I get a standing desk or a cheaper, smaller sitting desk? What kind of chair should I get? Should I have ergonomic benefits? Should I get a stool? Should I get a ball? What about lighting? You know, lighting is so important for one's mental well-being and mood throughout the day, as well as mitigating things like eye strain and neck strain. What kind of lights should I put on my desk? Should I put them above the desk, adjacent to the desk? How big should my monitor be? These were some of the very tactical questions that I needed to, to figure out for myself so that I could be comfortable when working. I spent probably between eight and 12 hours a day working. How could I have positive ergonomic experiences in my home office? And did you feel you had that in the day job when you were in the office? Did you feel that you had a good setup there? Yeah, my company largely took care of it, right? I had a company-issued large monitor. I had a comfortable chair. I had you know great ambiance and decor through office lighting and you know, things of that nature that in my home environment, I wasn't optimizing for. And so I needed help to understand how could I affordably and rapidly get those products that would enable me to do my best quality work. So it really started about products, but then I quickly realized, gosh, there's other domains, there's other aspects of working from home that I need help with. For example, I felt like I was working all the time. I, I no longer had a commute. So I was just waking up and I was turning on my computer and starting work. And I was really struggling to, to switch off at the end of the day because my computer was in my bedroom and that's where my office was. And so ultimately, I decided not only to focus on products, but also to help people with their, their mental health and how to think about things like work-life balance, separation of work-life space, and to give advice for myself that others could benefit from about the benefits of a midday walk or run, healthy diet eating, how to eat healthfully when working from home, et cetera. So that's how it sort of evolved. But it really started with this core mission of how can you ensure people have better experiences when they work from their home? And if they work in their bedroom, how to really make that a better experience? What's one thing that didn't cost you any money? You know, again, something that you change in your lifestyle that you saw as a benefit when you were doing all this work from home? Well, a, a very obvious benefit was that I didn't have to commute. Um, and so that's freed up a lot of time in my life to do other things. So that was one benefit. But I think in terms of something that I got for free through my own learnings and through my own reflection on how to create a good home office setup was I actually rearranged my room so that my desk was closer to the sources of natural light. And that was something that didn't cost any money. It just was some rearrangement and it led to just a happier mood and a better experience when working from home. Absolutely. I, I, I'm right there with you on that. And then, okay, so let's let's do two things. What's something that someone can spend a little bit of money on, which, which worked for you, and something that if you're going to splurge would be maybe a, a good thing to th uh, think about splurging on? It depends on the nature of what someone does for work. I, you know, I, for example, spend a lot of time at a standing desk. I, I don't sit very often. For, I think for many people, having a comfortable chair is incredibly important. But for me, it's less important because I try not to sit. So I got myself just a, a, a foam mat. It's about an inch and a half thick. And I stand on it and it provides cushion and support for my knees and ankles. It cost me, I think, $30, but adds tremendous ergonomic benefits to my legs. 
So that's an example of something you know easy that can add value to one's life. In terms of more expensive purchases, monitors, I think we, we spend a lot of time helping people get monitors that have ergonomic benefits, whether they're curved or flat or they're attached to walls or they just sit on a desk. And depending on the work one does, having a high resolution monitor can be very uh, important for effective work as well. So that's definitely more of a splurge because you can get a cheaper monitor, but it can just, again, enhance the quality of one's life when they're, when they're working and in front of a screen for many hours a day. Absolutely. And I'm saying this as someone who is standing on a rubber mat at a standing desk right now. So uh, yes, I, I totally agree. Those are two great things. And I had uh, you know 12 years of retail early in my life. So I soon found out that anytime you can get something, foam something uh, when you're standing, if you're not moving around a lot, it's a great thing to do for uh, your legs, that's for sure. So there's several things that you can find on the site at uh, Work From Home Advisor. Uh, let's go, I wanna break it into two areas. I wanna break it into advice and then the recommendations. So a lot of this advice, and there's dozens of topics, even stuff from how to project charisma and leadership on a, on a video call to home exercise with dumbbells. Are you writing this? Are you bringing this stuff from the web? Are you bringing in fans? Or is it kind of a combination of all? It's a combination of everything. I would say for the beginning V1 of the site, I wrote close to 100% of the articles because I ultimately was writing for myself. I was saying, okay, what are different issues that I'm seeing? What are, how can one project charisma on a video screen? I'm, I'm not the world's expert on that, but I have some ideas because I'm seeing what other people are doing and what's resonating with me and what's working. And how can I bring those learnings again into one central place to help people? As the website grew in popularity, you know, people reached out to me and they do this now you know, on a daily basis. And they say, hey, I'm an expert in topic X. Can I contribute knowledge to your site to help other people? And depending on the topic, I say absolutely. So some of those articles in particular around health and nutrition were written by a nutritionist who had spent a lot of time thinking about how to make sure that people can have healthy, well-balanced, nutritious diets when they're spending long hours working from home. So that was an example. Same with the physical therapy, right? Home exercises, there was a number of people that reached out to us and said, hey, we have domain expertise in home workouts. Can we contribute content to help people learn how to exercise? Even if you have no weights and no gym, things you can do to still move your body and maintain you know, a healthy physique. I said, sure, please contribute that. So it, it sort of started with me, but it had this grassroots growth. Um, and I also started it with friends that were able to contribute their insights as well. So that's how it started and that's how it has evolved. And what's some of those uh, stories that you've heard from customers that they've read and been able to change something or or something that they've submitted that you didn't think of and thought, oh my goodness, this is great. This, this is something I'm going to do. Yeah. So in terms of products, there's a lot of home office products that I don't personally use. For example, yeah, I have solid wood floors. I don't have carpeting. And a lot of people wrote in and said, hey, carpets are have ergonomic benefits. They look great. They also help with temperature regulation. We want to contribute insights about carpeting. Great. That was one example of something that wasn't on my radar screen, but that was crowdsourced to you know, yield other insights. In terms of maintaining one's mental health, physical health, and career, a lot of the content we have on our site comes from experts in those fields. And so I actually learned a lot from hearing what other people had to say on those topics. And I actually try to incorporate 
a lot of those learnings into my own, my body language on calls, when I turn on my computer, when I turn off my computer, et cetera. Those are learnings that I've taken from other people. I'm curious, you know, this whole do it yourself, is there anything that, that comes off as like a, like a hack that someone's put together that was just kind of something that made sense that was kind of a more of a homemade type thing? Sure. I mean, we see a lot of people being very creative in how they set their desks up. You know, desks can range anywhere from roughly $300 for a standing electronic standing desk on the cheap end to $1,000 on the high end. And a lot of people don't want to spend $1,000 on a dual motor sit-stand desk. So we saw people taking apart bookshelves and stacking it on their existing desks. We've seen people stack books on top of their desks. We've seen people take surfboards and put it in between two blocks of wood. And that's how they create their standing desk. So we've seen a lot of people send us these photos of check out my home office. We've seen a lot of people essentially going from good to great. They take their home office, they think about their budget, and then they do the best they can to make their office work for them. So certainly a lot of creativity has come our way of seeing what people build. Yeah. And if anyone's listened to some previous episodes, there's a person I work with who sent me a picture early in the pandemic that they had a standing desk and it was their ironing board. They said, look, it's lightweight. I can move it around the house and follow the sun. And I thought that, that you know, to me, that image may, uh, at least for the first few months of the pandemic, as, as a lot of people were working from home, has always been in my mind as kind of, this is where we are. And this is how, at the same time, people get things done. They, the ingenuity totally comes from these situations we don't think we're going to be in ever. Another part of uh, the site is uh, recommendations and everything here from things that you, like you mentioned, like monitors, keyboards, air purifiers, fans. Now, are companies paid to put stuff on the site or are you just taking these recommendations on your own or, or how, how do you get to these recommendations? The vast majority, 99% of the recommendations we make, they come from feedback from users about these are products that add value in our lives. Here's how they help us. Therefore, we consider them best in class. A number of these products we have used ourselves, we have tested them, or we just have them in our home offices and we love them. And so we want other people to just be aware of it. Obviously, for some of these, there's you know minimal differentiation, for example, between multiple different air purifiers. And you have to pick the one that makes the most sense for you based on your environment and whether or not you have pets and the air quality standards you care about. But for us, these are products that make sense. They're affordable, they're accessible, and they instantly can add value in a home office. And so that's ultimately why we review them and why we share them with other people. And that list is growing by the week. We started off with monitors and desks and chairs, and now we have a whole suite of home office goods that as people have worked from home longer, or as they see their careers evolving more in a home office, they want to invest more money and resources. And so we're providing a greater, more holistic set of products that can help with that over time. Exactly. And it's broken down in a section. I was just like going through and like in, in lighting, you go through several different areas if you're looking for a floor lamp or a desk lamp, which is great stuff. And I think we've all kind of tried to look for those things as we've purchased items, either for the office, uh, again, and I'm looking at around it, at my office, and I bought a couple of China ball lights that I needed because I do some filming, or something I've done in the house, which is, you know, instead of having the 
patio umbrella that would have to be replaced every couple of years. It's like it's time to invest in a good patio umbrella since I'm going to be from time to time outside uh, working. And so it's just, yeah, again, this whole thing has evolved. And the fact that this has gone through organically is, is just been wonderful. What's some of your favorites that uh, people have recommended that, uh, again, were not on your radar uh, when you started? I've been pleasantly surprised by how many people write us and give us feedback about the importance of big, high-resolution curved monitors, for example. That is something that you know, I did not use. To, I had a flat monitor, not a curved monitor pre-COVID, and I never really thought about monitor resolution, but evidently that makes a big deal to people. And, and now that I have a higher-resolution monitor, I see that. I'm also fascinated by the use of space and how people use products to fit within their existing environment. So one of the products that is most popular that we have are L-shaped desks. People say they're very economical, right? Essentially get two desks fused into one. They use space efficiently. They use the corner of a room efficiently, especially if you don't have a lot of space and they have storage either below them or, or beneath them oftentimes with built-in drawers. So that's, that's another one. And then a third product which absolutely uh, came as a surprise, was typewriter keyboard. And that is people like retro keyboards because, I don't know, they, they feel like it's fun to try something different rather than a standard static, you know, contemporary keyboards. We see a lot of people work from home looking at a personal touch, a personal flair to their home office setup. And we, we see a lot of people interacting with our typewriter keyboards and they connect via Bluetooth to their computer. And it's sort of fun. It's sort of quirky. It looks great. And um, a year ago, I, I never would have guessed that typewriter keyboard would, would be so popular. <laughs> yeah, I see that you have, you have uh, if you go to the keyboard section, you have 13 uh, uh, subtopics on that with, with recommendations. That's, uh, um, I, I'm going to have to do a little more looking at that. Um, that's for sure. They're very popular for people that care about sort of aesthetics people that want to add a different touch. I think there's a lot of people that just feel they're connected to the internet and technology all day long, and they want something that's useful, but also that's retro. And so if you want something that's useful and something that's retro, a typewriter keyboard will serve you well. So I think that's been a pleasant, uh, a sort of a fun surprise that we've learned in this process. One of the kind of spinoffs of the workfromhomeadvisor.com is this work for him bootcamp, which Speaking of retro, it's an email service that you have that you can also offer for free. And I should say that both the everything that we've talked about here today is free, that you can go in and read uh, the stuff that Adam has put together with his customers and his teams. Talk to me about why in this day and age you've decided that uh, email is the way to go for something. Yeah. Ultimately, the goal is to add value to people. And that's the North Star. So if you work backwards from that, we had a hypothesis. And the hypothesis basically said, if you can provide people content about how to best work from home and to put it in their inboxes, that they would read it, they'd be able to action it easily, the advice, and that that would make their lives better. And obviously, there's other mediums to reach people, right? There's video and there's Instagram and there's Snapchat and there's TikTok, etc. But we thought for knowledge workers, and again, we, we wrote this content directed at ourselves and our friends and our peers. We love the idea of waking up on a Monday morning and it says something like, good morning. We know that you're going to work from home for the following week. Here are a few simple things you can do to instantly make your work from home experience better. That's it. 
It's not rocket science. It's not complicated. <laughs> it's not hard. But we thought email was the right medium to put this in front of our users to give them actionable insights and to help them. And that's why we built it. And is it a different customer than you find on the web? Or is it just kind of, it's just a different outlet for that same information? It's both. It is a different outlet for similar information. The people that come to our website, I would say that they are more interested in buying products that can help them have better experiences working from home. They say, my back hurts, my neck hurts, getting headaches. I'm looking for products that can solve those problems for me. The work from home bootcamp is a little bit different. It says, we want to think holistically about the future of work. So that's managing our careers, managing our offices, managing our time. How can we do that? And the bootcamp is really the answer to those sets of questions. And that is why so over 50,000 people have gone through it because they want to get educated on these topics. And it's less transactional and it's less, hey, I have this instant problem today. And it's more a mindset, which is, I think the future of work is going to be fully remote or partially remote for a long time. It's going to change my career and I want to adjust to it. And so I need help with it. And that's what the bootcamp does. And again, it sounds like just as we talked at the beginning, it's something that you're a member of that same club that you believe in these things. Is there anything that you see that as we go forward into this, that we will be more remote, that that you see on the horizon as either some advice or something or, or stories that you've heard from your customers of what might that be or, or what that we might be looking out for? Or, or are all these answers already in front of us? We just need to find them. I think the big question is, what is the future of work going to look like? It's very hard for me to imagine going back to an office five days a week for environmental reasons, commute reasons, allocation of time reasons. I just don't see it as, as, as necessary. I think a lot of people are starting to grapple with that. Can you do the same quality of work or better work without going to an office every single day? And if so, are you going to split your time between your home, your office, and potentially business trips? If so, what does that world look like? What equipment do you need to manage your workflows? Where do you keep your monitors? Where do you keep your desks? Or do you just duplicate everything? Do companies embrace hot desks or do they assign people to come in a few days a week based on their team or other criteria? I don't know the answers to how these things are going to play out. But what I do know is that the future of work has been changed by COVID in conjunction with the rise of a, a variety of software products and cloud infrastructure products that make remote work for the first time, maybe ever, accessible for larger groups of people. And I want to be there to help those people have the best experience that they can with remote work. And that is the North Star for why we built workfromhomeadvisor.com is because we don't know exactly what the future of work is going to look like. But as work changes and as people are asked to change in their environments, as well as expectations around where they perform work, we want to be there as an assistant and as an, a guide to, to give insights that can help people. Adam Nair is the founder of WorkFromHomeAdvisor.com. You can go to the site right now and start learning for free. Adam, thank you so much for joining us at Remote Space. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And if you happen to go to WFHAdvisor.com and you want to get in touch, by all means, people write in with their ideas and their thoughts, as well as how the future of work is impacting them. Love to hear from you and always accessible there.
Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast to hear more stories and lessons learned from those working in the remote space.